Welcome to Transmissions from the Evil Lair, the official podcast of the Brotherhood of Evil Geeks. Hey everybody, we are back. That's right, Transmissions from the Evil Lair is officially back after, I think, almost a two-month break. Um, took a little time off, uh, mostly because uh, we were getting married. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that took up a lot of our time. Uh, Amanda and myself just got married back at the end of September. Uh, so now it's time to uh, you know finally get back on the horse here and start doing some podcasts again. Today, we are talking with the crew who you may remember from last year, from the zombie film festival we did at the Madison Theater in Albany. Uh, this year, they are back uh, doing the Classics of Science Fiction Film Festival, uh, and that is through the, uh, bleh, excuse me, the University of Albany Writing and Critical Inquiry Film Festival and Lecture Series. Uh, it's going to be this, actually later this week, uh, November 1st through the 4th. Uh, there's going to be events going on uh, at SUNY Albany uh, and at the Linda uh, Auditorium on Central Avenue. Uh, so come check us out. I'm going to be doing a panel uh, on Thursday night, and we're going to be doing a live show this Sunday night uh, at the Linda. So come check it out. We're going to talk sci-fi. We're going to talk with some authors. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Uh, and you know, For more details, just listen to the podcast that's coming up. Uh, so here we go. Transmissions from the Evil Lair, talking about the classics of science fiction film festival. Uh, what's up, everyone? This is Transmissions from the Evil Lair. Uh, this is actually, uh, our first show in probably, like, two months. Uh, just because, uh, I've been super, super busy with, uh, with wedding duties and stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, so I might be a little bit rusty. This might go really far south. Uh, but we have, uh, we have reassembled, uh, a crew we, we gathered last year for the, uh, for the Zombie Film Festival. Uh, we are coming back this year for the Classics of Science Fiction Film Festival and Lecture Series. Uh, and this is going to be at the Linda. Uh, please pipe in and save me with the details. <laughs> at the, it's, it's here in Albany, New York. Uh, it'll be November 2nd through 4th at the Linda on Central Ave and November 1st in Milne Hall on UAlbany's downtown campus. All right. Uh, I should probably uh, do my hostly duties and tell you who's actually here today. Uh, I, of course, uh, am Chris, or C-Mart. Uh, joining me, uh, our longtime uh, friend here. Uh, professor next, but tonight, Peter Monaco. <laughs> Dan Madden. Ray Mulstock. Tom McWhorters. Uh, and, yeah, we're, we're here to talk about the uh, the film festival. Um, you know, what uh, what led you guys from, from the dead to, uh, to, you know, science fiction in the future? So for the past two years, we've been holding the uh, the annual WCI Film Festival and Lecture Series at the Madison Theater. It's been zombie themes both times. There's we're not yet we've not yet exhausted the um, expansive and wonderful zombie cinema genre, 
But we decided um, since Madison closed and we're now at the Linda to take this as an opportunity for rebranding, for expansion. We've seen where the Walking Dead ratings are going, <laughs> let's be honest. I love the connection there, though. It's like, so we did zombies for two years, and then the Madison closed. Like, yeah, it will rise again. <laughs> for Rick's final season. Yeah, much like a zombie, yeah. it will rise again. Yeah. <laughs> but we're at the Linda, so um, expect a different theme every year, different community events, different um, fun, exciting, nerdy, good times. All right, so what... Um, what 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 movies are we going to be are we going to be uh, watching during the festival this year? Last year was uh, you know a, a, an excellent selection of zombie movies. Uh, a cornucopia. Of yeah, yeah. It's practically a herd. <laughs> um, so, so we're taking the classics of science fiction fairly broadly. We've got um, classic short films, uh, Trip to the Moon, La Jetée. We've got. Um, uh, Electric Labyrinth with a whole bunch of letters and numbers after it. George Lucas's stu student film. Um, we've got uh, a future classic, um, Save the Green Planet. It's a Korean film from 2003 on Friday night at 7.15 p.m. It'll be introduced by Eugene Lim. He's our keynote uh, in a joint venture with the um, New York State Writers Institute. On Saturday morning, we have a family classic, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, Miyazaki, 1984, from Japan. We've got a future classic, Arrival, 2016, uh, based on the short story, The Story of Your Life, by Kai Chiang, Nebula Award winner, Hugo Award winner. On um, Saturday night, at 7 p.m., we've got Fritz Long's Metropolis, a classic silent film from 1927 with a live music accompaniment by Last Day Shining, a local Albany band, really exciting. And immediately after that, we'll have a masquerade benefit ball to benefit a charity that the students are, as we speak, voting on. We'll have that announcement. Probably Saturday morning, we'll be able to announce what charity the, um, the film festival will benefit. Sunday, we have the cult classic Flash Gordon by Hodges, 2000, uh, sorry, 1980. Uh, to coincide with the release of uh, Bohemian do you guys want to sing a few bars? He'll save every one of us. I did a Comic Con recently with Sam Jones. And yeah, I we were at breakfast and like he was sitting at the table next to us and like the whole time just like like eating sausages. I think I'm brunching with the wrong crowd. Uh, well, Sunday afternoon, we're showing the new classic Alien, Ridley Scott, 1979, Space Horror. And uh, we're closing Sunday night at 7.30 with the future classic Children of Men, 2006. Oh, nice. Oh, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Some great choices. Yeah. I, uh, uh, Children of Men, is, I, haven't, I don't think I've seen that since it first came out, but that, that was a really great movie. Um, for anyone who's not seen it, basically the premise is it's not too far in the future, and basically... People can't reproduce for some unknown reason. Uh, shit gets real, uh, as they say on the streets after that. Wait, that's not <laughs> what Flash Gordon is. Oh, we're not talking about Flash Gordon anymore. And it's, oh. it's one of those rare occasions where I'd argue the movie's better than the book. Really? Oh. Yeah. It's a Fincher Fight Club moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's an incredible 20-minute, edge-of-your-seat, long take in the middle of it. I'm fully influenced by video games. I say that not having played a video game since Super Mario Classic. 
talking about when the car gets like stormed by those dudes from the woods. When he's running up the stairs and there's oh they're, yeah they're in yeah, the street the or whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. the baby's crying and they all stop because of the crying yeah that's really neat. Yes yeah yeah. And then the face hugger jumps out of his stomach. Yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the wedding march plays and Ming's totally gonna. <laughs> <laughs> then Dustin Hoffman shows up and the wedding doesn't go. Happen yeah right. Now. Cool <laughs> hot guy swings in and he's gonna have a bus. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that is really like um, now the trip to the moon. Wasn't that like the first movie? The it, one with the rocket goes into the eye. Yeah, yeah. George Millet, yeah. one of the very first movies. Like nineteen oh two. Nineteen oh two. Every time, like I, every like third time, the Muppet Babies open a closet. That's what you saw. <laughs> yes. oh, yeah. In the real Muppet Babies, not not, not what the kids are watching these. Days. Oh, there's a new Muppet Babies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got I got tricked by this not that Me long too. ago. I was flipping through and like I saw like. Muppet Babies. And I'm like, holy shit, like the Muppet Babies. Like, this is going to be so awesome. This is the best show ever. Like, nope. Michael J. Fox hasn't done this episode. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a 3D computer animated show uh, now. Like, uh, wait, like, they have slides that go from the nursery into the back. Is the, is the sock lady still in it? Wait, wait, there is a nanny, but she's but like a hipster. Like, yeah. Get this, right? They did to her what they did to Aunt May with Spider Man. Like never in my life would I think like I'd be watching Spider Man. I'm like I would totally date Aunt May. Right? <laughs> so now Muppet Babies because my son watches it. Yeah, her voice is all like like hipster indie girl cute, and like they call her Miss Nanny to emphasize that she's not like old school <laughs> yeah. nanny. That you right. know we just, not a spinster. No, not at all. Well, it was Nanny, wasn't it? In the no, it no, was Nanny. Was Nanny? That show is so great, but you will never see it again. It's, it's they not, can't get the rights to. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, so many things that you can't get the rights to. I mean, like there were so many movie clips, and like you said, they'd open a door and it'd be like Star Wars, and then like yeah. Twilight Zone. Show yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Michael J. Fox walks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, I feel like the Chipmunks is the same way because they like we're singing, singing a lot of songs, songs, pop songs in every yeah. episode. You'll never see that cartoon out there. You know? This is going to be like uh, so really, so really so random sorry. aside, but I. Uh, for some reason, this is like an odd thing that's stuck into my head. Whenever I see an animated shark, I always compare it to the shark in the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. Because for some reason, I'm like, that's a really well-drawn shark. <laughs> and like to this day, I still like, that's a good shark, but, but not it's quite. Alvin yeah, it's still Alvin and the Chipmunks yeah. movie shark. They had like a balloon race around the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was something like, they had some kind of, yeah, race around the world. I remember a balloon. And there was yeah. little diamonds in, yeah. the, in the dolls. Right? It, wasn't, it was the Chipmunks versus the Chipettes. Yeah, the Chipettes, yeah. yeah. Watch out for the shark, I'm telling right. you. <laughs> Luckily, our childhood exists. Right, right. Except for those damn Muppet babies. But Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Rock, yeah that's on HBO. Oh, but Muppet Babies yeah. isn't canon anyway. Like in Muppets, no, in Muppets Take Manhattan, there, it's true. In Muppets Take Manhattan, nineteen eighty four, Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog are like on a on a carriage ride in Central mm-hmm. Park, and she says, "I imagine if we had met and known each other when we were all babies, and yeah. there's a musical dream sequence." Yeah, that's Spielberg got the idea. That's right. where the show came. I know. But yeah, what I'm yeah. saying is so that, but technically, anything that ever happened on the Muppet Babies is not Muppet canon. Well, see <laughs> now it, but see the Muppets is always all the movies are so meta textual that you know, is there any canon or is they are they always just putting on a show? Well, that sometimes they put on a show. I think the canons are 1979, the Muppet movie, 1984, or uh, 1982, Muppet Good, 
great Great Muppet Muppet Caper. Yeah. Um, I would add the Muppets to that. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. where so, I was going. Well, Muppets, Muppets take Manhattan, Manhattan, and then the Muppets. Yeah. And, um, as long as we can ignore like, Muppets from space, I think we're good. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm what saying. Like, pigs from space, on the yeah. other hand. Well, do, yeah. but do you remember the Muppets in Space TV show? Yeah. During the Jim during the actual hour, Muppet, yeah. Yeah. Jim Henson Hour was Muppets in Space followed by the Storyteller. When I was in like fifth grade, it was a great thing. All my classmates were watching, you know, Beverly Hills 90210, because it was on opposite. But every like Sunday night, it was you know the Jim Henson hour. I was yeah, watching weird Rhino German fairy out. tales as told by Jim yeah. Henson. <laughs> and Muppets in Space, and Kermit's arch nemesis was uh, Tim Rock the Gorf. Oh wow! No, I remember <laughs> that. No, I was watching Nine Hundred Two One Zero. So are you are you positing like a <laughs> sort so of a Saint Elsewhere type situation where like all of the Muppet babies takes place in the brain of like a disabled child living <laughs> yeah, in a snowboat? Right, yeah. Oh, Skeeter had to come from somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah. And where is Skeeter today? Well, what right. <laughs> yeah. We're seated back what became into a baby Skeeter. Yeah. Skeeter was the Tyler Durden of the Muppets. Yeah, right? <laughs> Scooter's alter ego. Who told yeah, you to yeah. do that? It was Skeeter. Uh, again with this Skeeter thing. <laughs> Scooter, you were an only child. I thought the uh, like that office version of the Muppets they did. I thought that was really I thought, I, that ruined my childhood. Yeah. I found that like terribly painful. I thought I liked it. I mean, it was good, but it was. I liked it. Like facing down my forty-year-old self, <laughs> like the corporate version, you know, corporate version of my childhood. Uh, on a recent trip to uh, to Disney World, we I did the the Muppet they did the, like the Muppet Theater thing. I gotta say that was really awesome. I did it when it was when it was still um, what was that theme park originally called? Uh, before it was like Hollywood Studio MGM MGM. I yeah. saw, I went to the Muppet Theater at MGM in nineteen ninety. Uh, one or two, like it just opened, and yeah, it was like, I just I just remember like I'm sitting there and suddenly like oh my god, I'm in the Muppet Theater and it's real though. Like it's kind of like I had this yeah, conversation like, the other day about Alf. Alf. In other words, right mm-hmm. when you're in the Muppet Theater in Florida, like your willing suspension of disbelief gets up, like it goes on a holiday. It's just yeah, going, you're just like I'm like good. up to eleven. Yeah, right? the Muppets put on a show there. Yeah, like you're yeah, in they, line it's and like, like you're it's like you're in the audience at the Muppet show. Right? Yeah, when you're waiting to get in, like, there's like all these crates with like props and shit, and like there's like, like chickens and like penguins, and they're talking. Like as you're standing, like Sweetums will come out and like start Why talking. Are we and, like, I don't know. It's yeah. And you know, yeah. we have a second honey. And what's the second to? The two old guys are up like there, yeah, and they are like they heckle during the show. So it's like you're at a taping of a Muppet show. This is what I want for my birthday. So (laughs) I got to follow up with the Alf thing real quick. So I'm convinced. So a a mutual friend of of some of us uh, over at Earthworld Comics on Central Avenue, best damn comic shop in the world. Hell yes. (laughs) Uh, Picked up. um, Somebody came in and they they got a couple of Alf comics, right? And so she's like psyched, so she puts it on uh, social media. So not giving them any. Props. Um, and I, I wrote, I was like, you know, I don't think, I think Alf's real because that's why they haven't done a reboot of the show. Like Alf's done a Geico commercial, he's done Hollywood Squares, and he's done his show, but like no one's rebooted it. So I said, I'm pretty sure like Alf is just like on an island somewhere collecting royalties, drinking, and refusing to dancing with the stars, eating cats. Right. Yeah. Literally. Well, like, I, out of my apartment. Just think about it. Have you ever seen Alf and thought that's the puppet, or have you just seen Alf? It's, a, huh. it's almost an existential question. Yeah. Yeah. You know how different Ridley Scott films would have been if that was the alien he had in mind. Although still, the cat. Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember how Alf ended? 
with him getting captured by the government. Yeah, yeah. The government. And, yeah. and presumably tortured. And, you know, <laughs> like vivisected, yeah. yeah. <laughs> vivisected. No, they captured him and then they forced him to become an actor. Yeah, what if that was the, like the campaign to like, we're going to put aliens basically in your face to get, you know, oh, it's, there's this goofy thing. They can't possibly exist. You oh, know? you know, those, that theory exists. There are people. I'm pretty sure I saw Alex Jones talking. Yeah, yeah, there are people on like. <laughs> okay, it's time for me to sell my BioShield X900. Yeah, uh, I think that Spielberg's in on it because first he warmed us up to what they might really look like in Close Encounters. And then he brought like, and look, your kids will like him too. He really turns <laughs> on the idea of, uh, of banishing Richard Dreyfuss to another planet. There's literally, there's, a, there's literally a rumor going around that when they screened E.T. at the White House for Nancy Reagan in the White House, you know, screening room, and uh, apparently, like, the, it's like, yeah, and everybody knows, like, that a Reagan apparently turned Spielberg during the opening scene when the guy, when like Peter Coyote is like looking for stuff left behind, and Reagan turns to Spielberg and goes, "I know, I've met some of the guys who really do this." And then it was like, ooh, super cryptic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's part of what started the whole, like, yeah, in the 80s, we had so many aliens. And... Kubrick faked all of them, though. Oh, yeah. After, yeah, you yeah, do a yeah. sequel to the moon landing. And, he yeah. certainly faked some scenes and eyes wide shut. Oh! <laughs> 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 That'll be for a future film festival. Yeah, yeah. orgy yeah. film festival. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the rare uh, Full Maniac, volume one. Eyes wide shut? Yeah, we saw that together. I love, yeah, I, remember I love that. Eyes wide shut. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I'm a huge fan of that. I think it's a masterpiece. Well, it was one of the reasons it was actually so hard to pick films for this film festival yeah. was Cooper. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got 2001. <laughs> Which we yeah. did at a screening series in the spring semester, so we thought, like, we don't have to do that, or Blade Runner. But or, or, I mean, Plus, you'd rather drop acid in the spring and watch 2001 yeah. than do it in the fall. Yeah, but, I mean, if they yeah. watch it in the spring, they need to watch it again in the fall, probably, you know, it'd be, honestly. It'd be kind of interesting to do, like, a thing where you watch 2001 and 2010. Yeah. Because they're both really good movies, and, like, 2010... It's like really pleasing, like in a narrative way, because it's it's you could watch it and go, man, that's a good movie. Two thousand one, it's hard to get through, but it's, it's an art movie, but it, like, right? Yeah. But it's still like amazing. It's hard to get through at all. Oh, uh, I, 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 I've 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 fallen asleep to that movie so many times. Oh, man, I'm not saying was... it's not brilliant, but it's just uh, it's tough to get. Through. I could watch that all day back to back. I think. <laughs> oh, you're getting like some little messages. Yeah. yeah, sleep. Now. <laughs> well, we're, we'll, we'll go to sleep now. Yeah. We're, def- how. <laughs> we're definitely going to have to return to science fiction at some point. Yeah. Um, there's plenty out there. Yeah, yeah. So say, with that list, like, there's still so many like other things, you know, other choices can out I, there. Like, you you let- should, you should have seen my spreadsheet of all yeah. the films. Uh, I showed it to Pete. It was um, pretty intense. I'm yeah. a, I'm a fan of the spreadsheet. And we, I mean, this out. is we like this spreadsheet is really, it's ridiculous. It's, she's got just drop down menus. Like, no, seriously. Yeah. Like, like, and Dan, I'm sure you watched a lot of them too, right? No. Arrivals. Oh, is I still oh, haven't oh, seen oh, that. Oh, it's oh, so, oh, so good. Beautiful yeah. film. Yeah. Johan Johansson does the score. It's, Lois um, Lehman. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Guy did the new Blade Runner. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. Did he did Looper? No, no. No, Yes, yeah, you're right. Oh, we're talking about Arrival. Yeah. He did a bunch of those Jake Gyllenhaal movies that were like real. Oh, high. like Source? No, that was uh, Duncan Jones. Did that one Enemy where like at the end he turns into a spider? Did you see that? Uh, no, it's more like he sees himself basically, like someone right, one day. Yeah, the twin of himself. Look at this thing. Oh, 
We're looking at the uh, okay. We can launch a space yeah, shuttle. Can, He's doing the new Dune movie too. <laughs> Do you know Color you know yeah. Scroll yeah. down. Time cube. Ray's got this time cube, which frankly terrifies me. And so whenever she's doing an activity, when she needs Thanos to Thanos has been trying to get his hands on it for months. She turns the time cube, and then oh, it tells her how long she's been working on each activity. So it's, she's got this weird space cube that is controlling her activities, and I don't want to go anywhere near it. The future is now. We I are in science fiction. It's horrible. But the minute we no got the Nintendo Robo-Cop. Wii, can I go get this? We got the Nintendo Wii, here, yeah. we got the Black President, we're in the future. <laughs> Time um, thing, no wonder we share a birthday, Dan. <laughs> Quick side note: uh, apparently, the original version of RoboCop is streaming on Amazon Prime right now. Yes. Oh yeah, the X-rated yeah. version. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, it's fabulous, oh, the, and yeah. I, oh, yeah. I got outvoted by the committee. Uh, well, whoa. Oh, we're gonna know. Let's tell. Let's tell. Oh wow, that's the commentary is great if you're watching it out. I I don't think I've ever seen that version of it. Yeah, it's good. It's fabulous. It's just a lot of extra blood. It's, yeah. Like we had it on the other night, and Colleen like winced a few times. It's like because like when they because Red Furman is an animal. Like, <laughs> it's like way more bloodier. Oh my like, god! Like they shoot his hand, and they show his hand just explode. They show his arm getting shot off. Like, uh, but the themes of that film are oh, yeah. you don't see that many films with all of it done so elegantly in one tight package. The media, <laughs> yeah. the autocracy, the, uh, the cyborgs, the, the, was really the shooting, good. the package. Battle Royale, I really yeah. liked. I wrote that article for the Geeks site, which I thought was such a great article about the, the ramp. Oh, yeah, that like is like the yeah. perfect, yeah, like metaphor. Yeah, like the, the, you know how like when they leave the enemy the mine, they always, oh, they man. hit the bottom of the ramp mm-hmm. and the, the sparks fly up. So like I wrote this thing about Back how the future, all the like road they were warrior. telling you right away that this is a comedy, and it's a comedy about like uh, people who can't get, who can't make machines yeah. properly, yeah. because like they can't even get the ramp right, uh, and the ramp is like the simplest fucking machine there is. You know, it's the most mm-hmm. basic machine, this was and they me. couldn't even I get that right. So <laughs> you know right away they're not going to be able to get the robot right. Yeah. You know? Well, the, that's, that's what you hit on there, the, yeah. the metaphor. The, the best thing about science fiction is the metaphor at the center. Yeah. It's always it tells us more about who we are as the producers of the films, what our dreams are, our hopes, our anxieties, our fears, and we might project them into the future or into alien races or robots or Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, the center of the Earth, video games, whatever it is. But it always tells us about us and what freaks us out, and keeps us up at night. Uh, you were going to say something, Peter? No, we were looking. At, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm still like They're looking just at the spreadsheet. Yeah, there there are some awesome movies on the spreadsheet. Uh, so you see what a hard task we took on with science. Fiction. These are ones that are on the list. The, the colored color ones are, are are on there. The worst you got to scroll. There you go, scroll. And those were only um, after discounting a few that that honestly we really wanted to show but couldn't. There are My, so many. Can I have, have a, throw a suggestion for the next film festival? Absolutely. The Last Starfighter. Oh boy! Oh, one of my favorites as a kid. Directed yeah. by Michael Myers in yeah. the castle. Is it really? Yeah, the guy who played Michael Myers in the first movie and in the new one. Huh? He wrote and directed the, that movie. Maybe yeah. we should do horror or something. Reading star by the I think we should do classic monsters, classic cinema monsters. Oh my god! And Wolfman. The alien is the boss in RoboCop. <laughs> is he really? Huh. Yeah. Um, Jones, you're fired! That guy. He's the guy in the alien makeup in The Last Starfighter, the guy who recruits the kid. Oh, really? Yeah. I watched that movie, I think, every day in the summer of 1984. Like, I I caught, I, you know, did the whole VHS uh, rip off of uh, HBO, and that was my, like, that was my jam. 
Yeah. Reading stuff. That's a very underrated movie. His son is an actor, too. Oh, his the, son, what's his name? Uh, the, the villain from Robocop. And, well, he was the villain in the second Robocop, but in the first one, he was just the boss who fires Dick Jones. But the guy from The Last Starfighter. His son is a guy who plays villains in like so many B movies. His name is Gavin. Uh, it's an Irish name. It's not Gavin He's the villain in Death Wish 3. Death Does he serve drinks? He looks just like Gary Busey. He's in Superman 3. He's in Superman 3 as the guy like at Clark Kent's high school who like is in he's the ex-rock. Yes, he's, yeah, he's the jerk who like uh, is like a, you know his, his, his ex-girlfriend's like jerk. Right, he looks yeah. just like Gary Busey. Lana Lang's husband. Yeah. I've been watching um, Smallville. It's, I don't recommend it's, it. Yeah. It's, 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 that was a collective point. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know where my brain went? I was like, did Remy Zero do the soundtrack? So much. So it's fascinating because with all of this, you know, the, the news about some of the, the female stars of that show coming out, I, I had to watch it. Oh, yeah, because local. watching, like hearing about yeah. this news oh, is yeah, like watching yeah. science fiction, right? We've got cults, we've got... Oh, we've talked about the sex cult before on the show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's all yeah. going down yeah. in Albany. So, so like, I'm like... Listen, five minutes from my parents' house. Right? So like, Our you're standing out there with the signs? <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, I was there is somebody, well, friend. somebody whose name has been in a lot of these articles that we know, yeah. uh, just from like doing comic shows around here. And like, she has been in like, just in hiding since all that stuff came out. I haven't seen a peep of this girl. Anymore. One of the people who, one of the women who, used, who was, uh, well, part of the whole thing, but she got out a couple years ago. She used to be a bartender at a local bar here in Albany. And uh, I used to go there all the time, and she and I would talk, and she's always like, you should really come and check out my school. Like, they called it a school. And then um, then I just started running into her in all these places that it seemed relatively random, and I realized that it was, like, stuff from our conversations, like Dublin Hudson, the bookstore, but, you know. Um, and so, yeah, so she, I was, it was, like, it was the cult. It was one of those, like, how to get the men as you use the young women. And at first I was, like, flattered, like, wow, well, yeah, I, we got a packed bar here, but I'm like that interesting to talk to. And now, you know, fast forward to now, and I'm like, oh God, I could be like on an island in a burlap sack. <laughs> so tell me, with all that going on, you're not at least a little curious about Smallville. Oh, I've I, I've watched Smallville. I watched oh. it when it was on. Yeah. No, see, I was smarter than that back then. I, I, I'm like duty bound to watch, you know, stuff. Every superhero thing. That, yeah, basically that I, was. I understand that. Yeah, you know, like compulsion, especially yeah. when that came on. That was like before, like you had, you know, Marvel movies every six months. Like that was like when superhero things were really rare. So like, right. yeah. and I pretty much got to watch this. Yeah, they were filmed. They were terrible. Like, yeah, man, I couldn't handle it though. Like, I got to like. Just call him Superman. The, the red blue blur. Well, and just relax and go to high school. superhero name ever. Uh, it, it was like, I mean, the quality went up and down and up and down, but it, it never went all that up. Like, <laughs> never, yeah. Oh, no, it's been pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible since I've been watching. And I just remember, as someone who didn't watch it, that for every new season, they would try to, like, def- like desperately try to get, like, Superman fans to watch it. Because you're <laughs> yeah. like, in this season, Clark realizes he's got a whole new power. Let's just say his... Red eyes are going to be burning laser hot. Like, as if we're like, oh, they finally are giving him heat vision. I'm watching Smallville this yeah. season. Like, wasn't there a scene at some point where, like, an S appeared on his yeah. shirtless chest in a was, phone booth? It was the first episode. Oh, no. Of the it whole was, show? No, it was the third, like, third season. It was when he was on. Uh, it was early on. The, the, 
Is it the black kryptonite in this show that makes them mad? They, they're, they're, no, the red kryptonite makes them evil. Yeah, they've been introducing some non-kryptonite. Uh, the green kryptonite makes them sick. Yeah. Yeah. And they, if he mixes the red kryptonite and the black kryptonite, then he gets the spins. Come down off the roof, Superman. I mean, red, blue, <laughs> red, blue, blur. Blur. Yeah. I, red, blue, blur. I just didn't understand the setup of that show because... Like, how are we to believe that later on when he moves to Metropolis that none of these villains know who he is when they all went to high school together? You know, like, him and Lex are now fucking, you know, school chums. Then you oh, need to amnesia, watch DC Super yeah, Amnesia, bro. Oh, yeah. Sorry, spoiler. Did you go around kissing all of them, like, on the last day of school so they would all forget? Yeah. That is, as far, yeah, as far as... Superhero stuff. It's not. I don't recommend it, but we don't have the streaming service to watch Young Justice at the moment, so we're trying to make it. Superman has never translated well to TV. No. You know? no. That Lois and Clark show. It's probably the, the best Super one that they've got. That's the best one, but that's not saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Superboy. I remember that one from the eighties. Like, oh yeah, yeah Superboy. Yeah. I'm sure that shit on Saturday morning. You know? <laughs> yep. Oh man. Although we, whoever it was, I, I just. I, my memory of the 80s Superboy is, is clouded, but I remember thinking that uh, the actor who played Mr. Mizzle Zizzleflick was pretty good. Uh, uh, John Glover? It was the dude who was the, the, the homeless guy that freezes to death in Scrooge. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 I love that guy. That guy was nominated for Academy Award for like Bonnie and Clyde, I think. Really? Yeah, I forget that guy's name. Oh, hey, Dick. Guy. Hey, Dick. I just remember the guy who played hey, Lex hey, Luthor. Was the triangle artist from Seinfeld oh, with the junior wow. mints? Yeah, oh, he was no the head way. zombie yeah. in Day of the Dead. Was you're right? He was Holy the guy crap! That was like the leader of the zombies. Oh, I you look familiar. I was yeah. just gonna go back to something we said like five minutes ago. Uh, the other day, I, I I I have lived you know on this earth for 39 years, and I did not know until like a couple of weeks ago that the guy from the last Starfighter is also the guy from Jaws Four. Oh, is that the one where the shark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the one where the shark follows her to Jamaica? Shark's like, like I know we're up here in New England, but I'm gonna find you. These motherfuckers went to Jamaica. I'm going. I have vocal cords now too. Yeah, I roar. I roar. That's a thing. I don't fish, but I roar. Yeah. I hope you don't. I hope you don't have a helicopter because I'm taking that shit out of the sky. I have vocal cords, and I know Michael Caine now. Yeah. The only thing more monstrous than me is Mario Van Peebles fake accent. <laughs> oh, I know. Because it's fake Jamaican accent even though they're not in Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. They're in like Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> Yama. Yeah. Chesapeake Bay, ma. <laughs> We're going off on a ghost forward. But how the hell was he alive at the end? <laughs> he got eaten off the front of the boat and then all of a sudden he swims up at the end and he's like, hey, I, I'm a Jaws 4 originalist. Uh, uh, yeah, I, oh. the, the version I saw first did not include Mario Van Peebles surviving. Oh, surviving. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, in my, did, my world, he's still dead. Did it include the exploding <laughs> shark or did it include the impaled shark? Because there was two versions of that, too. Was there really? Yeah, there's a version where you can watch them both on YouTube. There's a version where the shark jumps up out of the water and, and collides with the back of the boat. Yeah. And then they cut to this shot. And I, this is probably, it's like the worst effect. It's like something they made as a like kid's toy in a bathtub. Yeah, it, a is, it, it really is. It's like they took a fish yeah, it's just the to a toy Rangers, boat and uh... they blew up the fish. <laughs> right? It's, it's so bad. And that's actually in versions of that movie. But then there's also a version where 
the shark jumps up and the front of the boat, like the mom steers the yeah, 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 yeah. thing Sticks and sails it. And it's yeah. just like, ah, you know. But there's the one with just an exploding fish. Yeah, and no, I've only seen the, uh, the, the I neck I recommend you look up the exploding well, the, fish. Well, the impaling the shark thing was in the Jaws Nintendo game. Oh, I remember Jaws Yeah, that was a challenging game. It's a lot of just like roaming around on a boat doing that. A lot of avoiding depth charges. Avoiding the shark and going scuba diving. But that last scene, if you get to the end, like where you have to. And it's weird because, you know, you're controlling just the front of the boat and the shark will pop up and you're like, stab, stab, stab. Stab, stab, stab. Oh, uh, wow, we've gotten really way, way away from sci-fi, but... Uh, Jaws 4 is the epitome of sci-fi. Right? I thought yeah. we were going to bring it back around with Alf, but... Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Yo, Willie! Yeah. <laughs> Willie! Alf! Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Alf! Alf, I'm clearly... I'll be in the garage. There's no way I sired off the children yeah. in this house. <laughs> I look like the Nazi from... Raiders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My face melts somewhere over the dark. He sounds kind of like like a middle-aged white Bill Cosby. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Yo. Pudding. <laughs> I think his sweaters were slightly more stylish. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. They were they were yeah, they were opposite uh, sides of the sweater spectrum. That's Reiki as far as I Yeah, yeah. But yeah. in their defense, every season after like season two, theme song, we got a new Awful smooth jazz oh, like version. Of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah to like. Oh, we're talking about the Cosby Show. Yeah, 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 cute oh, shots of like about. you know oh, yeah. Alf like walking out of closets and like. Yeah. 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 That was like such friendly side. Do you remember the? Alf? I was just thinking that. I was actually yeah. just thinking that how like it's really like, goofy like sci-fi and like kind of thinking like we're kind of ripe right now, especially I would say with like the political environment. For like a kind of like fine. yeah, like like <laughs> more of that like you know fifties and sixties sci-fi like where you know like Mars attacks basically yeah. like that type of story. You know we haven't seen anything like that in a long time. No, we've we've been seeing more um, a lot of sort of individual sci-fi stories. None of these like UN fantasies like um, Independence Day, yeah, right where the world <laughs> is forced to unite because the threat is much bigger, and it doesn't matter who you voted for, the aliens are going to kill you all the same. They don't care. Um, this was one of the things that always struck me about zombies, too, and one of the reasons we were inspired to do um, not one but two uh, zombie uh, film festivals. But the the sort of fantasy of unity in science fiction uh, kind of allows us to act out, like, uh, the hopes, the fears, and the, the bullshit that we go through. I was going to say, well, how much of a statement is it that, like, people are fantasizing about being yeah. united at this point? Or, like, yeah. <laughs> What's going to unite us is going to be a huge right? global catastrophe. Oh, yeah, right? species yeah. event. Whether you like the original male Ghostbusters or the new, slightly <laughs> less popular female Ghostbusters, it was the unity of the teams, right? Yeah. Sort <laughs> of like Magic Inc. People got along. Daphne, like Fred, Thelma, Shaggy, you couldn't always see eye to eye. But they got in that van at the end of the day and accomplished <laughs> the, the, the sci-fi, the speculative fiction brings right. them together. Yes, yeah, it was it was how everybody came together to agree that it was the men who made it better. Was <laughs> 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 being ironic. A little part of me hoped it would, it would rain on our wedding day just so yeah. I could sing that song. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, 
I just want to make that joke once. It'd be worth it just for that. At least did a fly land in your shotgun. Yeah, it did not, oh, unfortunately. Oh, man. <laughs> was it a free ride? But you had already paid. I mean, that's... <laughs> well, I've got some good advice. That doesn't even yeah. You're already married. Yeah, yeah. take it, yeah. Isn't there a verse, though, about like some chick like married a dude that ain't the right guy, though? Isn't that a horrible song? That right was called the whole album. <laughs> yeah. The whole album was sort of that. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like meeting the man Something of my dreams him. and then finding this beautiful wife. Wait, how about when we found out that <laughs> You Ought to Know was about Dave Coulier? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dave Coulier's <laughs> dead. About Uncle Joey. Uncle Joey. I just heard this. Because he was never referred to as Uncle Joey. He was Joey. Oh, he was just Joey. I'm sorry. That's my bad. No, really? I thought he was Uncle Joey. I missed No, I got this. I got this. I slandered Uncle Joey. Uncle Jesse and Joey, because he was not there. Yeah, he was not there. Yeah. Although, are you familiar with the theory that he is actually the father of all of those children? I can see that. I have so, heard that, because yeah. he had all blonde and yeah. like. And yeah. also, like. And he's, he's so charming. He's the dad's college roommate. <laughs> what is his investment? Why does he go and live yeah. in their house for eight years? Yeah, he lives in that cove. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I don't talk to any of my college roommates. Yeah, he has dark hair. His wife, who we saw once, was blonde, but she's also. Greek, so that could be done. I don't think she was done. Uh, you, you know a lot yeah, of facts. But we only saw her once in like, you know, me. I know all about facts or something. So yeah. meanwhile, we got we got Timmy Bob Saget's dark hair and his Greek wife, who probably died yeah, brothers and all and all of all of his children are like straight up blonde. Who else is blonde? His college fucking roommate. What if the Tanner children were all part of that experiment that made the ABBA, uh, the ABBA singers, you know, like that Nazi factory? Where, like they were trying to make the Aryan kids Max repopulate the Earth? Right? Yeah. yeah. They were trying to clone ABBA, but yeah. a little short with Ace of Base. For real, a couple, a couple of the singers from ABBA were seriously made in that experiment. And were they you know really? they yeah, made... they've actually spoken See, about this it. was actually the, uh, Orphan Black is a reboot of this story. What you is? know, they just... <laughs> Decided not to make it a musical. Oh, uh, it's this British show about like cloning, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. really good. Um, wow, I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah they were made in like an. Experiment. So the 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 American test case then, because Abba is obviously Swedish. The American test case was they sent Kirk Cameron out, into the <laughs> and that worked. And they were like, "Yeah, <laughs> he even has a best friend named Boner." And no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why Kirk was on the plane smile. during the rapture. Yeah, we want to yeah. make sure we don't lose Kirk. That's why he was left behind. What do you think, <laughs> Mr. Seaver? I don't know, Boner. Like, I just, even even watching as a kid, I was like, his name is Boner. How are you getting away with this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because his father was on the Enterprise. His father was Chekhov. Boner's was he really? <laughs> yeah, Boner's dad in real life was Chekhov. Oh, wow. Wearing all kinds of crazy stuff yeah, today. Serious. And Boner's no longer with us. Yeah. The, the Russian writer. Neither is Mr. Seaver. He slid out of this plane of existence. Yeah. <laughs> he crossed yeah, the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> like every time a cat dies, he's like, they crossed the Rainbow Bridge. It's like, there's like, what's his face? Heimdall. <laughs> like, In my family, they always said they're on the roof. Oh, right. <laughs> where's the cat on the roof? See, so that would just freak me out. Like, like you and your brother didn't just live in fear of like a bunch of zombie dead cats on the roof. Of your house. Falling <laughs> off. Whatever. Shockingly, not. Yeah, but you know how things were. <laughs> and how many cats are we talking about here? Well, like, we they were on the roof. Use the plural. Like it's fucked 
fucked up. Like, you think, like, well, you know, the cat. 80s, they didn't really, like, ratings were very different in the 80s. The Dark Crystal was clearly not for PG-13, children. No, no, one set of tits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a bunch Stu? of fucks. I remember, I was just watching that, like, two weeks ago. Stu, like, the, when the shape-shifting alien woman spends, like, you know, 15 minutes just walking around. Oh, yeah, it's like a Playboy Playmate. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. They find a Playboy and they're like, ah, I'm going to be that girl. You know? Yeah. Police Academy 2. We got, like, like in Police Academy, the original. That was got, rated like, R. We got some rated R. You right. got some, like, like, sneaking into the shower scene. Yeah. Police Academy 2, you just get, like, bare boobs for four to nine seconds <laughs> just because... You know, just it's still a just voice category, yeah. folks, but we had to put people in the seats yeah. somehow. But then Bobcat Goldthwait on the other side kind of like brought it down to that PG level, I think. You know, like oh, that, oh my god, you know. vacation, right? Original vacation, there was a lot more Beverly D'Angelo. Oh, European vacation, very, uh, we got the yeah. PG 13, and by Vegas vacation, she stopped <laughs> removing her clothes. Alas, <laughs> <laughs> it's counterintuitive with Vegas. Yeah, it's like, what happened to Clark? He doesn't objectify his wife anymore. Yeah, like, what? It's like, it's like what happened to Clark? It's like it's been 20 years. <laughs> you reverse Cosby, like, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, times are changing. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> like you, were, you were telling women at the hotel you were in the CIA just last year, Clark. Yeah. It's like, I hardly know you. <laughs> Why is European vacation Audrey dead? What happened to Clark? Clark's. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Well, I, that, that's what's pretty cool. are different in every movie. Yeah, maybe are. it's like a movie. Like, situation. European was the first time that we saw a different, <laughs> yeah. a different Ross and Audrey. So, if you, like, I but knew. That was only the second one. I know, but the thing the was. The second Duncan Jones reference. The first yeah, one was, like, yeah. like, 82, right? And the second, European was, like, 88 or 87. So, I never saw the first one in the movies because it was, like, rated R. And it was just on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. then I saw it on HBO a bunch of times. But then I went to the movies to see European because also because it was PG 13. So, like, Okay, well, we can definitely go. So I went with my mother and father. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, that's Awkward. not... I was like, that's not Rusty. That's not Audrey. What? Well, Christmas Vacation's PG-13. That's arguably the funniest one in all. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. that is yeah. the funniest yeah. one. Yeah. Even as funny as the first one is, Christmas, Christmas Vacation, jumps that's in. like yeah. fucking... That's on my list of like Christmas movies to watch every yeah. year. Yeah, it, 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 it is a good one. <laughs> I've only seen it once. And he objectifies <laughs> women in that? Remember he like gets the store clerk in a floor dress up. Like, he's very like Kenny Russ. He's like <laughs> fantasizing about her in the pool, and like <laughs> the kid walks in on him. And this is the history of cinema. It's objectifying women. Yeah. Well, it's also oh, Chevy yeah. Chase. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then Audrey <laughs> Griswold will eventually meet Woody Chase. Harrelson, and they'll go on no, a killing spree. And Max Katie, she she's she's really into those bad boy types. Yeah. Um, rating it back into the, uh, the topic <laughs> of sci-fi. Um, that is, you know, again, quite an impressive list. What were, um, how did you, how did you pick which ones went in as opposed to some of the other ones that didn't? Because there are some great movies on the list, you know, that did not, uh, that did not make the cut. Yeah. And it was sad every time it took months, um, much to the chagrin of my, my committee because, uh, getting the film rights has then also taken months. Um, it's so much of this is about education. It's about entertainment, education, and celebrating all the need. So it's, it's really about starting conversations. Each film has to actually represent an entire category or three or four or five, because we really gave ourselves a challenge with science fiction. It's really broad. We could have done a whole, um, film festival on time travel, a film festival on aliens, a film festival on space, but we 
lacking the foresight that we did, just decided to do science fiction and drive it ourselves completely insane. So we kind of divided it into categories and tried to pick films that, that really represent each category. So time travel, aliens, cyborgs and androids, space, um, environmental crises, dystopias, technology, superpowers. It's a lot for one festival. <laughs> um, it is a very broad spectrum to like narrow down to a few movies. Yeah, I think we did a pretty good job. And, and thanks to um, Humanities New York and the National Endowment for the Humanities, which gave us a grant to cover film rights, we were really allowed to explore uh, all of these different genres. Uh, one of the reasons why we have shorts to kind of fit in a few more conversations. Mm -hmm. Next year we're gonna do Ewok Christmas, just because. You know, my dad <laughs> took me to see Ewoks on Ice when I was a kid. Ooh, wow! So he also took me. Yeah, same here. Wait, he also took me to see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at Radio City Music Hall. Coming out of shelter. I saw. I saw that concert. Not at Radio City. I saw it at Glensfels. Civic Center. Center. It was, it was yeah. like, sure it was with, like uh, Raphael Judas played Priest the keyboard. Right, right. they're like miming and playing instruments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're wearing like back warmers and jean jackets. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> We're the turtles. <laughs> you can count on us. You can I buy the album yeah. from Pizza Hut. I was going to say, I got the, yes. I got the cassette <laughs> of Pizza Hut. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, Pizza Hut used to have the best toys. I had all the Land Before Time, speaking of science fiction. Oh, yeah. All the Land Before Time, uh, and puppets. puppets. You can't see, but I'm just gesturing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I had you have castanets. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple of the Alps from Burger King. If anybody remembers those, they even had the Alf dolls. Yeah. I had the Return yeah. of the Jedi glasses. Yes. Drinking glasses. Oh, from yeah, I remember those. King, yeah. Now, were the the Alf pogs real, or was that something Millhouse referenced? In Ooh, I think it's just a Millhouse <laughs> reference. Because really? yeah. I've I've kind of built that memory. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Millhouse is such no a idea. loser that um. It's like something that only he could was eligible for. You know? Yeah, but he has one of the greatest lives in Simpsons history. Which one? Is they're trying Just to, one? He's back. When they're trying to get out of Shelbyville, and uh, he goes, he, like, he, he goes, this is what it must sound like. Doves cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I have always over-identified with Lisa Simpson. I uh, my, my no, because you are Lisa Simpson. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my hand glued to the air in the front seat of every classroom. <laughs> I made enough gazpacho for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ate tomato soup served ice cold. <laughs> Go back to Russia. It <laughs> <laughs> really is a horrible idea for a food gazpacho. <laughs> I, I had it. Cold I had soup. I had it recently, and it wasn't bad. It was like no. it was like a Bloody Mary without the alcohol. They sold the pizza for the purpose of I actually make a cocktail that's based on gazpacho that's very good. With a Bloody Mary. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, uh, it is not a Bloody Mary. It's muddled cucumber with uh, gin and St. Germain and sriracha sauce. Killer. All right, all right. <laughs> Getting off topic. Yeah. yeah. I was like, crap, I had something to say, and I sidetracked myself. <laughs> Lisa Simpson. No, Millhouse, yeah. I was gonna say, there are so many great Millhouse lines. Yeah. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I, uh, the one I use the most is probably everything's coming up Millhouse. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think I say that once a day just yeah. to suck myself up. You know? <laughs> yeah. This, but like, can Kodos walk this really interesting line between being utterly terrifying and just squishing adorable? You kind of want to pinch their cheeks yeah. and be like, spin, spin, ever into <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they're, they're, they're farther up. Like to rock the prepared cry. <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. Where they capture Homer when it's the election one, and like the big oh, machine yeah. like keeps unfolding and it just sprays him. You know what was that? Rum. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> no one will believe you. <laughs> what was that with D.B. Sweeney, Fire in the Sky? Yes, that movie terrified me. That was a freaky movie, man. <laughs> yeah, but, and it started with Communion also with Christopher Walken. Yes, yeah, but they're both movies that like tried to tell people that they were based on true stories. Well, they weren't like, Whitley streamers. Book. They're based on guys who said that they oh, no, ha- I know, it happened yeah. to them. And then you they know? get sprayed by rocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like I only lived about 35, 40 minutes away from where communion happened. So like so where where he says communion. Where he happened. says right. <laughs> And like, yeah. I gotta be honest with you, that scared the shit out of me as a kid. Like, I, I was like, ghosts, no problem. Poltergeist, just move. But if <laughs> an alien picked me up out of my bed and like, no, wants to, like yeah. put something up my nose that comes out well, like your, my foot. Your brother, there's yeah. some uh, speculation um, that he was abducted by aliens. Fairly certain my little brother. Hi, Danny. Podcast, no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure my little brother was abducted And he's by running aliens. through a councilman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, like we we were in summer camp, which was a horror movie in and of itself. And uh, one day, like his counselor brings him over to girl side for for breakfast, which like never happens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Danny, camp, or should I say Daniela? Summer camp is it is a horror movie, but he had no skin on his elbows, no skin on his knees, no skin on the back of his neck. What and those girls like, do? Yeah, I know. He was like six. Uh-huh. Uh, but there he. There was no, they said there was no scabs on the bed, no blood, no nothing, like no explanation at all. So obviously, plus I've known this guy. Ancient aliens. Clearly <laughs> been abducted by aliens. <laughs> and they think I'm the weird one in the family. And they never heard from his um, camp counselor, Jason Voorhees, ever again. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Zorf 38, ever again. In the lake. I uh, remember, I used to be on like, Shows like Current Affair and stuff, when they do like a oh, UFO. Like, they, they always have unsolved a picture of like mysteries. Yeah. Yeah. unsolved yeah. mysteries. Yeah. yeah. Well, and if you've noticed, ever since people have smartphones, pictures of UFOs have just stopped. That's true. Yeah, it's no true. One, yeah. You don't see people like, oh, I got all these pictures of UFOs anymore because everyone has their camera on them. Well, and no everyone else had to use the aperture on the camera. So yeah. Not getting yeah. Or the reptilians have allowed the uh, alien overlords to completely. And, and Whitley Strieber, the Is comedian guy, used to be on Coast to Coast AM all oh, the yeah. time. He's still on every now and again. Yeah. I thought he died. Or no, he no, his or wife. Something? His wife died. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, he's like, yeah, he's good. He's, well, I, mean, I don't know if he's. Good. I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, Whitley's good. I call him Whitey. He doesn't go I mean, back to that Whitley. cabin in Orange County anymore. <laughs> so the whole Hudson River. Since the Grays moved in. Yes, yeah, since the Grays moved in. Actually, that would be a fantastic show. <laughs> absolutely watch that. Why don't you guys talk? Uh, I mean, it's, it's like a metaphor for gentrification. Right, right, right. <laughs> Look at their new anal probe. Ours is so <laughs> retro. Like the Jeffersons. What? It looks like a baseball bat. <laughs> How am I supposed to probe with this? <laughs> right. And then you have like there's that, that species of like Aryan looking. So you can have the Nordics. Oh, the Nordics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got, we got, honey, look who bought the house next door. I think it's Nordics. Oh, that's great. <laughs> because we've got, you know, we've got grades two doors down. What are they this called? Andaluvians? Like the Atlantean people? Andaluvians? Andaluvians. Yeah. You'll notice the movie Cocoon 2 is not on this list. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Not even Cocoon. Cocoon wasn't on a very early uh, draft, as was Fruit of the Navigator. Oh wow! Um, oh, which oh, was yeah, one yeah, of my yeah. favorites That's as a, a kid, movie, and I really yeah. wanted to do it. But again, with I, the breath, we uh, cocoon. Well, I, well, no, no, no. We 
let's do it next time because yeah. you know Steve Gutenberg graduated from you all. Jeez, really? I learned something new every day. And also, so if we do Cocoon, it's made Steve. We might be able to get. Yeah. <laughs> Flight of the Navigator was good up until Huey Herman made his entrance. That was that. That, that just like stopped the whole fucking movie. That alien spaceship did turn into a Pee Wee Herman. Impression. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. actually Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee no, Herman did the voice. Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens did the voice. Get you know out. You yeah. know what? That makes it better for me. Me too. I thought it was just, I thought it was just like a crappy Pee Wee Herman. No, it's actually him. Do you remember the Explorers? Yeah, love it. Oh yeah, yeah I own that And one. then it, they, they, you know, they think this is this epic space adventure. Right. It's just some like garbage can. It's kind of similar to that. Yeah. The end of that, where they get there and it's just kind of like, eh. Like, oh, you're actually more annoying than the people I know. Right. Yeah. Like it's just they're like it's like. That kid that you went to school with who couldn't stop quoting Austin Powers or like Ace Ventura. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I know every, every goofy line from every movie. Oh, ever. Already then. Ooh, yeah. yeah. No, that was right. the end of the story. Although we watched an episode of um, <laughs> Just Kidding the other day, which is, he's pretty fantastic in that. I don't know what that is. It's, uh, it's not called Just Kidding. No, what is it called? It's called Kidding. Oh, oh the Jim Carrey. Uh, yeah. Oh, show. yeah. That's oh, a, yeah. God, that show yeah. is so good. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of a heavy show, yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely heavy, but man, it's I'm, very, I'm, I'm very death, death to smoochy kind of. Uh, yeah, oh, nice. Yes, it's got some death smoochy. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that show. I know. Don't every time you hear a film title now, you're like, "What festival can we put that in?" Well, no, like I was <laughs> there, I was like, my my brain got a walk away for a while. Like, you know, if we were gonna do this again, like. The place of Flash Gordon could be taken by Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> right? I would support that. Barbarella? Can I just put Barbarella out there? Barbarella, yeah. yeah. Buckaroo Banzai. You know. But I have also both on the list, yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah, there's there's so much good sci-fi because we're we're never out of those metaphors that fuel sci-fi. I wanted to do Solaris. Um, we were always looking for something international as well. Uh you know, America's greatest export is our entertainment industry, but a lot of other nations are doing really fascinating things with cinema. So we're always looking to sort of reflect Albany, reflect our students at U Albany, and just sort of celebrate. Like, we wonder, like, film. fully reflect this. I mean, we could do like a like kids in sci-fi do the darndest things theme, well, where it's like the Hunger Games trilogy that, like, every like, think about every. Well, movie we are so speaking of kids <laughs> in sci-fi. We are showing some student films, some U Albany student films that. Uh, Current students voted on the films that students from last year made. So those are going to be shown on Sunday. A few shorts, the uh, the sort of creative prowess of our U Albany students. And now, like, I, now I'm just stuck in this mode of like thinking of like, what else? Like other sci-fi movies, like we're not like it really is endless. It's endless. There's yeah. so many good ones. It's a really rich genre. It's one of the most popular genres, not just um, film, television, video games, books, short stories. Podcasts, we sort of see sci-fi popping up everywhere. I would, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're afraid of the future. Our alien overlords are preparing us for their big review. <laughs> this is what you don't know about me and Pete: is um, we are professors by day and reptilians by night. <laughs> v, there you go. I remember. That. I used to love that when I was a kid. What? V, yeah, I, yeah, I, I have it on yeah. DVD. I have both. Oh, the I'm, I'm the a series. Yeah. I keep trying to convince oh, yeah. my students to watch Battlestar. Robert Englund. But they, they yes. seem to, to kind of grasp it. And who was the guy who played, like, he reminds me of Powers Booth, but he's not Powers Booth. The actor who played, like, the badass resistance fighter. Uh, leather jacket. Yes. Ray Wise? Yes. The guy who was in Robocop? The guy with the dark hair? 
Oh, not only the guy Robocop, from but Jeepers Creepers, Leland Palmer. Oh, no, yeah, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He, uh, David Lynch that time. Yeah. He played an awesome Satan on the show Reaper. Uh, I, you yeah. know what? I liked that show. That was a really great yeah. show. It was around for, I think, two seasons, and it was, yeah. it was hilarious. That was really fun. That was a Kevin Smith show. Yeah, you know, he directed the pilot. I, he didn't like. He wasn't like one of the creators or anything. It was like a Canadian. Uh, I think it was a Canadian woman who created it. Um, but basically, what like the plot was like this kid inherits like this position where he has to collect like souls for the devil. So like it's, it's his job to go out and find these people and like you know bring them to the devil and like and Ray Wise is the devil. Yeah. And he plays it as just the perfect dick. He's like <laughs> such like. He's like he's the guy who's like. Martinez has the perfect dick in mind. <laughs> it's Ray Wise, <laughs> but he's like he's the guy who's such an asshole while smiling at you and like yeah. making it sound like okay. Like he just played it perfectly. And I, I, it also wasn't the devil was his father, right? Ray Wise, the devil, I think was. What, I think it, I think he I think was. was yeah, father, I right? think that's how he ended up getting the position. Yeah, sort of got recruited into the job of you know weird. Jeez, and I thought my dad's you know, job was bad as an accountant. God, the bounty mm-hmm. hunter. Demon Hunter. Robert England was a, an alien in that too. On v. In V, yeah, he was yeah. the one who he mm-hmm. he switched sides. He was working yeah. for the. Yeah, I have. Oh, trust me, I've on, on uh, DVD. I've got uh, I got the first season, and I've got V the final battle. I remember they would show that every year, like oh, on, yeah. uh, on on Channel Twenty Three WXXA. Yes. Do you remember the uh, reboot? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. It wasn't bad. With uh, what's her name? Marissa Bacaran. Marina Bacaran. Yeah. Marina Bacaran. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't yeah, that wasn't bad. I, I like that. I remember watching that. It didn't have the same kind of charm as the original. Though. Yeah. 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 Or the special effects. <laughs> oh my god, there's a plate. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that the original was like in the you know in the age of like the TV super event, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, and look at the swallow that guinea pig. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or when um when she what's her face got pregnant with her boyfriend the oh yeah, oh, yeah the, the twin and babies we did, and, yeah and, and we did, baby. yeah the twin yeah. and like one was a woman looked like. Was fine, but had a lizard tongue, and the other one looked like a lizard. But yeah. that was like the, that was the big like TV guide, like months long. Will they? Won't they? Like, what's the baby gonna? Yeah, be? Luke and Laura, yeah. lizard and human yeah, baby. Right. Like, it was like yeah, that was yeah, right. That was our soap opera. Yeah. So, the metaphor, the interspecies romance. Robert England. Robert yeah. England. Uh, Freddy Krueger was always my favorite slasher. We should do slashers. Hey, does anybody right. remember? Uh, I have this vague memory of a show. From I want to say like ninety one, ninety two, and it was like it was produced by Wes Craven and starring Robert Englund. Uh, I think it was like an anthology series that it was called like Cafe Midnight, Nightmare Cafe, Nightmare Cafe. I thought it was yeah. like Freddy's Nightmares. There was two different uh, Nightmare on Elm Street shows. There was Nightmare Cafe, which was on like NBC, I think, because there's a. Um, in one of the episodes of Seinfeld, when they're at AB, or they're NBC for the sitcom, there's a poster on the wall like behind oh, yeah. them for Nightmare Cafe. Oh. Yeah, and then there was Freddy's Nightmares, which I don't remember if it was like syndicated. There was one I'm thinking about definitely had the word cafe. Yeah, it was Nightmare it was, Cafe. I thought it was Midnight Cafe. But, oh, uh, there was a Jason show too, which Jason wasn't in, which had nothing to do with. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, also yeah. an anthology show. Friday the Thirteenth, the series. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching that when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. I, didn't know, I, I wasn't familiar with that. That was also on two in the morning. What were we just talking about? I was supposed so to that's the Midnight Cafe. Nightmare Cafe, yeah. Thank you. Midnight Cafe. Everybody thinks that it's Nightmare. I think it's Midnight. I don't know what it is. It sounds like a Tom Winter. It does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, it's Nightmare Cafe. You know, we have to hard to Saturday Night. Oh, man. That's the 
sequel to my books of Dinah. He might be the coolest man who ever lived. Yeah. Have you seen him now? Yeah. Yeah. His hair is all Yeah, we just had dinner last night. It's red. A murdered man and woman what? help others from making mistakes. What? Robert Englund is in the picture for it. And is it Nightmare? Yeah, Nightmare Cafe. Hey. I mean, I think that's the show that I'm yeah. talking about. It's gotta be. Yeah. He's also on Hunter, one of my favorite cops. Oh, yeah, that was a good show. <laughs> he worked at the police impound. You know what, maybe? I thought it was like Friday the 13th, or, uh, you know, Nightmare on the Street, like... No, it was like, of, it was like a weird sort of... Every episode had a different, you know, problem, but it was all really, you know, metaphysical and, and supernatural, and these two dead people who ran this cafe had to solve... These people's problems. Huh. It was eerie. It was very eerie, and I, I, I don't have <laughs> very obviously my memory of the show is not very vivid, but uh, I do remember watching it at maybe at midnight, which is why I think it was midnight cafe. But it was mm. a weird show. I thought they make a good club sandwich <laughs> at the nightmare cafe. <laughs> at the nightmare cafe. Um, and here's your woke up naked in school, Ruben. You know this is, <laughs> this is one of the, the double sort of, blood sauce. Yeah, right. This is the not to not to kind of pull it back, but this is a sort of another interesting thing about modern science fiction is um, how it's marketed, how it's labeled. I, my my students when I teach my sci-fi classes, they often think like we we have serious discussions about whether or not Harry Potter is science fiction. Because when they're putting sci-fi and fantasy together... Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to rule on the side of fantasy for that. Yeah, because Harry Potter is obviously fantasy. I'm not just saying that because I'm wearing a Ravenclaw alumni (laughs) sweatshirt right now. Um, I mean, that when we have magic, that's like sort of a clear signal. Magic, dragons. But they're all housed under speculative fiction. And, I mean, should blockbusters still exist, they'd be put together there, too. On most of the streaming services, we get sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah. Um, Even the Sci-Fi Network shows like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So yeah. And Sharknado. So you know, there's no accounting for case or categories, but categories are only of convenience anyway, so we can have really pretentious conversations in college. (laughs) (laughs) I would argue that true science fiction has like a realistic story Mm -hmm. wrapped up in a fantastical like technology. Which may or may not be possible, but I, like I fantasy is just kind of like everything's possible, yeah. and there's no explanation for it. Everybody knows math. So well, Star Wars, <laughs> that's an, yeah. fantasy. That's yeah. fantasy. Yeah. You know? Science Absolutely. fiction is plausible, right? right. It's, right. It's, it's so last Starfighter. All right, yeah. all right. Well, contact <laughs> us on that list. Absolutely. Contact's plausible. Like yeah. Interstellar. That was one of my Absolutely. favorites. Oh, yeah. That was a great. Well, Inter- Interstellar was the one that um, the math in Interstellar. An inspired real mathematician. Yeah, an yeah, that's got some like mind blowing, uh, profound shit in there. Or like, but Arrival, Arrival is completely. Well, that yeah, Arrival yeah. and Interstellar are based on the same concepts yeah. too, right. on a four dimensional uh, construct of time. And do we, uh, Contact was on the on the list, yeah. but it, it was just too. On, I'm going to be honest. It was too long. Yeah. It's like a game of Tetris, trying to fit all of this together and. <laughs> Sometimes they come off the list for really good reasons. We have too many time travel movies, too many space movies. Other times it's for really stupid reasons, like we can't show a two and a half hour film. We only have two hours. Or Mel Gibson's in it. 
Yeah. <laughs> I would never sign anyway. Or I misread the initial oh, schedule. So, uh, don't even get me started on fucking signs, man. Right. I would say that that was the best out of those like Shyamalan movies. I would say Shyamalan twist. I like signs. Oh, yeah. we're gonna have to have. I hate. I hate yeah. Sean. I I love Unbreakable. Yeah, I love the. Oh, you know what? I will. Yeah, I do like Unbreakable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Signs is the best of the worst show. <laughs> See, I would the pick worst the of the worst show Lady in the bad. Water. I don't really. I would say Lady in the Water for me. Oh okay. man, that the is a negative. That, that one was. I liked the happening. See, I thought. I, it. I did. I thought the happening was enjoyably bad. That was like a good B movie. I oh I'm god. But the yeah. village also like. The, the, hmm. I didn't. I, you know what? I didn't hate the village. Mark Wahlberg the in The Happening the is, water is a masterpiece. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg's a horrible actor. That's the thing. <laughs> but like, what? But no! no. We would never do that! That's like a horrifying concept. Like, yeah, well, the, the concept is amazing. Something that's making everybody kill themselves? Like, that's horrifying. Oh, it's the yeah, plants fucking us. Like, yeah. speculative fiction. Yeah. Right? So yeah. the, the we're talking about plausible and possible plants taking revenge by making people kill themselves is not really going to happen. But think, absolutely, and it was a terrible movie. I actually think it's worse, but but think about the speculation there. Although Lady of the The, the speculative, oh, lady, the yeah. sort of oh. linguistic origins of speculative fiction from the Latin watchtower, um, a lookout post, but also a glimmer of hope. So we see in speculative fiction not just the all these things that scare us and threaten us and terrify us and keep us up at night <coughs> and feed our anxieties, but also like our hopes for the future and maybe we can remedy some of this stuff. I don't know what that has to do with plants taking revenge, but <laughs> see, I just see that as like a, a a nature metaphor for like what if there was like a virus, it's the vegan, or a disease it's that made everybody do that, you know, and like we couldn't understand it because it just came out of nature. Well, the, so that's the how I see all the gifts, the the novel and the film. It's the the zombie virus is actually um, like, like cortisol. Yeah. Oh, like in uh, what's the game? Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah. Which I know because I have students who write papers. That's <laughs> everything I know about video games I learned from my students. Yeah, we learned a lot. But that's, you know... Yeah. The only reason I know anything about sports is because you're not... That's just, you're I hear there was an episode of, like, a new nature. season that's started. It's the plants taking revenge because they're, you know... It's a silly metaphor. Well, but, it, but it is a... It's but it's sort of silly. expressing the anxiety of what we're doing to well, what, the planet they, and global warming. Please, and, and, you know, an, an important message, but, man, it just... That movie sucks. <laughs> I, well, I didn't go into it thinking I was gonna like it, so I, I wasn't like biased anyway. I'm not like an M Night Shyamalan junkie or anything, but I, I rem and I I don't like the majority of his movies. But I just I don't know. After I watched it, I thought I'm you're like, lying. Oh. By the way, I saw your M Night Shyamalan tattoo. <laughs> oh no, you don't. Yeah, I have a tattoo okay. of Bruce Willis wearing a toupee. What does he say? What does he say? Swing away. I will say one thing. I will say one thing for. Uh, the happening is the early sequences when people start killing themselves are haunting. Yeah, I mean, that man yeah. knows he knows where to put a camera. He's extremely yeah. talented. I'd rather see is perfect him. Evidence the uh, the alien video in signs. I remember the first oh time God. I yeah, saw that, that is terrifying. Yeah, that is yeah. freaky as hell. But that's yeah. why but it's so frustrating you know, when he makes a bad movie because he's why so I wanted, talented. I want to do a film version of what's happening. People tell me that you know an alien species with the technology to sail light years across the galaxy. Oh, water! A planet that's 80% water when they're allergic to it. And What's also, all that blue stuff? Yeah. And also can't figure out how to get out of a pantry. They have hands. I mean, they have advanced physics. Those doorknobs, though, I'm going to be honest, I'm bad at doors. 
So I couldn't get that. <laughs> Maybe they were like like early Australia. Like they were like like send them to Earth, right? Like kind of. Like, <laughs> oh, send them to Australia. I think he was just influenced by the end of Explorers, and he had like a really good setup. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it was just the end was just a horrible. Long that scene where you do where you first see the alien. It's, it's, that's a good scene. Yeah. And the, the, the Maison uh, set happening is gorgeous. Yeah. The guy sounds it. He knows where to put a camera. Someone would just hand him a good script. But the characters in the happening yeah. do not include Roger, Rerun, <laughs> Wayne, Shirley. Yeah, Shirley. Shirley. I feel like if Mark Wahlberg was my math teacher, I, I would be even I'd worse than that. <laughs> yeah. How's your mom? Make me count curls all day. <laughs> come on, come on. Solve the equation. The equation. Solve it, solve it. The number is next to the X. Oh, that's awesome. Now I wish you were my math teacher. I feel like, I don't know, there's not. math teacher who's in jail for manslaughter. <laughs> uh, next week's podcast. Uh, that must have been some equation. On the, yeah. <laughs> on the true crime. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like modern stuff, you know, as far as sci fi, is really kind of limited. I don't think there's a whole lot, or maybe I'm just not kind of keyed into where you know it's coming from. Well, because everybody's trying to make franchises. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like no one's even like trying to make like a thoughtful story anymore. They're just like, can we make eight of these? Well, I think yeah. we're seeing it on television more. Than yeah, I was gonna say the oh, one yeah. the one thing that sticks in my mind. It, Westworld. Although I'm done with Westworld. Fuck that show. Uh, I, I'm convinced. I'm season, I'm convinced yeah. we're we're living through Lost again. These uh-huh. people have no idea where this story is going. Oh, and gosh. they're bullshitting us with this, oh, we've got this all planned out. Although, like, I'm going to say Lost <laughs> Science Fantasy, we've got magic. Um, I was going to say the, the one thing I really enjoy is Black Mirror. As far okay. as, I'm actually yeah. teaching a course on Black Mirror. Oh, currently. really? Yeah. It's, nice. Um, I think some of the best sci-fi on television. Um, Amazon is doing some great original science fiction. Netflix is oh, killing like Dreams? That was great. Yeah. Okay, I, yeah, I still get to yeah. see that. I haven't watched um, it. Netflix is killing it with science fiction we've got stranger things we've got black mirror it's uh, dark just incredible stuff coming out of netflix um i've recently become completely addicted to hulu but that's mostly because they've been streaming the oc uh not science fiction until the last season we get well we get the all world episode in the last season we get a sort of yeah, yeah. i can't believe you just worked the oc i know if anyone listening to this is going to judge me extremely harshly and they probably should listen i'll back theme song up, by I'll, phantom planet I'll back up your fan of the, 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 who was in Scott Pilgrim, which yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, but Jason Schwartzman also wrote under on the piano. He, the theme song of the OC was written by Jason Schwartzman. Oh, fan, that's him on the piano. <coughs> he's not a U.S. Jason Schwartzman from like Rushmore. Yeah, he's a great. His band, Phantom Planet, he was the drummer. That's him. Yeah, he sings backing vocals and he plays the piano and drums. I did not know that. On the only on the first album, he wasn't on the second. We're seeing in our uh, in our television because I don't know anything about music, but we're seeing in our, our television these are like the very near future. We're really concerned with how technology is affecting us. We we get this this um, narrative about kids these days. There are air quotes around that, like staring into their phones and how they're not doing anything <coughs> with them. But they they actually are incredibly 
intelligent, industrious, resourceful bunch. They're creating apps. They're learning things. They're talking to people across the world. When we were in school, how often did a teacher say, like, well, you should have looked it up. You should have looked it up. We're at the point now, though, where like they actually just pull the phone out. <laughs> and you know, looked it up. Yeah, and here it is. And they show each other, like, oh, here, here's a picture. Here's this. And it's become actually, like, I have no problem with cell phones in the classroom because they're out. And I know that sometimes I'll see them, like, eyeball, like, if they got a text, but they're not writing back. But then, yeah, they have no, like, oh, I, that, that word that you, I had, I used a word. I don't remember what Just word one? it was. It was, um, <laughs> it was, well, pagin- was a whole class. Pagination. Sesquipedalian. Yeah, and so. I was trying to get that one. Yeah, three of them on their phones, like, looked up the definition of pagination. And then said, oh, okay, raise your hand. I understand what it means by pagination now, but I wasn't familiar with that word, but I looked it up. And I was like, you know what? Good for you. So that's, that's you. Like, I would rather you didn't know the word and you looked it up, and yeah. now you do. And you're not like, it wasn't like it was like, why don't you just say like paging stuff? Page numbers. You know, right. page numbers. On the first day of class, I make my students download the free uh, Webster's dictionary app. And then I tell them to put their cell phones away and not pull it out. Mm. <laughs> and then, and then the first line of their essay is according yeah. to Webster's dictionary. Yeah, you know, best laid like, plans of mice, men, and English professors. Dictionary what I did on my summer vacation. Looked up the words. Well, no, there was definitely a trend for a few years. A lot of the papers you get would literally the first paragraph would be like. Merriam-Webster's dictionary defines adversity as you know, <laughs> that's some Michael Scott shit. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, T- turn papers and wedding toasts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. All of a sudden, Ed Sheeran comes to mind. Right. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other like other like kind of modern stuff. I know another one that I really loved. This is like a couple years out now, but Fringe. If anybody watched that, oh movie, yeah, oh, that was, was fun. That was a great sci-fi show. Yeah, it really was. It, every year, it just kind of like opened up the possibilities a little more. Like the first year, it's pretty much like a procedural like X Files type of show. Like it was an FBI agent who's investigating weird crimes, and then like. The next season, it's like, well, what if there were other parallel universes? And like the season after that is like, well, let's go to the parallel universes. Like the season after that, it's like, let's go to war with the parallel universe. So it gets getting bigger and bigger. And, and then yeah, there was a time crazy. travel element at the end. Season yes. Those, those weird, like, it's got aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot going on. Is it called Watchers? Was, Watchers, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fun show. No, I was. That was no, I mean, not Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're rebooting Buffy. Um, although I, I take serious uh, issue with the way we use the word reboot. Yeah. It is and prob- Easter eggs. It's those problematic. Are, I like, it's, <laughs> um, it yeah. sounds like it's just another show set in that universe, yeah. not necessarily a reboot. I Which would be more it. like a sequel. Have you yeah. continuation? Well, I read an article that called Angel a reboot of Puppy, which uh, yeah, I never yelled harder yeah, at the that's internet. That's like saying Jody loves Chachi was a reboot. A reboot yeah. of but I, I'm yeah. standing which in my office. I'm, I'm in my office. There are students outside. The 50s. At the yeah. <laughs> and how come nobody talks about how they switched the families out on Charles in Charge? <laughs> yeah. Who was that living in your basement? Yeah, yeah, Charles came with, Charles with the house. Charles comes to the house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, did they, did they switch the families out? Yeah. Yeah, the first two seasons, it was like a regular, was it like a Regular family, like you know, yeah, we're very unlike. I, mean, I don't want to be that guy. You know, regular family, yeah. like. Hey, all story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They sold the house, but the people who were buying the house had three kids also, and thought it was great that Charles was there. It was a single mother. More attractive children. Yes. <laughs> well, it's like when the when the original Becky comes down the stairs. <laughs> on uh, on Roseanne. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or. Uh, What's his name? Richie Cunningham's well, older brother. And Buffy was actually a reboot because there was a movie of it before yeah, there was even a show. So technically so that, that yeah. was a reboot. Now that, that is an acceptable 
Yeah. That's the word. Well, you know, the yeah. comic book, there's the, the sort of Buffy Omnibus graphic novel really addressed that. Oh, they did? Yes, the show. They did the movie shot for shot. Sarah Michelle. Oh, yeah, see, so like, the show really kind of like alludes analogy. alludes to like stuff like that happening. It never outright says like, oh yeah, She's that was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is contiguous. I remember, if you get the Buffy Omnibus comic. It's basically Joss Whedon's script for what he wanted the movie to be, oh, okay. and tying it into the show. Yeah. Did he write the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So well, the was movie a, was great. Was Roger Howard, you know, I still want a yellow leather jacket. Because <laughs> of that. I've never gotten one, but I'm always on the lookout. I still want a nickname like from a, uh, named after a fish. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time I was in Hollywood. Like I was just happened to be going down. I think it's on La Brea. And I'm like, that's the fucking mall from Buffy. Like I remember that. It's the escalator, like right in the uh, thing going down to the street. When are we going to talk about the Robert Patrick out of the seasons of uh, X-Files? We will never I really feel like <laughs> we've run out of time. <laughs> and we don't address the T-1000 uh, Mystic Pizzas. You know what? All right. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up, Peter. I've been dying to talk about Mystic Pizza for years now. <laughs> I basically boycotted those seasons once, you know, Mulder was gone and Scully was barely around. Wasn't the story like he got like abducted by aliens or something? Like, yeah. He disappeared. He disappeared. <laughs> but, you know, I just... About two years ago, I watched the whole X-Files series from beginning to end, um, much to my delight and time-consuming chagrin, but it is fantastic, and I really came to love Robert Patrick and Annabelle Gish as Reyes and, uh, help me out. You're on your own, man. <laughs> You're all alone. I watched it in real time, so that was like... Robert Patrick was... Uh, Doggett and Reyes. And there are some solid episodes in, in, in that, you know, chunk of time. But then, of course, you know, Mulder comes back and you have the last episode, which basically recaps the whole series, which just, man, right. that, is a, that is a head fuck. And then you have the second film with the world's worst. I haven't seen the second oh. film. Oh, it's horrible. I, I, I could have seen that for the same thing. Yeah, but I don't and, know the show. Uh, yeah. the uh, not reboot, but continuation, yeah. Um, I only watched the first season and I, I was very disappointed. It was bad. And I, and I haven't watched it since. This trend of 90s shows coming back, um, I don't I don't know. I don't always know how to feel about it. Yeah, it's oh, a mixed bag. Some of them are getting really started it. Some of them are yeah. getting like the the sort of reboot treatment, like Charmed, which my dad watched. Um, Murphy Brown is a little painful. Well, but at least like the way uh, I haven't seen it, but the way you explained it to me, there's reason for her coming out of retirement. And, yeah, like, but there's like is it bad? There's you know there's like the plan and then the execution. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. So I mean, it's, yeah, it's a and like great her way son to... works for the Wolf or Wolf Network. And she, you know, because he's, but he's trying to like. Is it. that the the son from like the you know from you back? He was the infant. Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, very Percy Weasley thing yeah. for him. Too. Sorry, I I get it. And like it's this whole thing. Like, but did, you know. he's the son that she gave birth to on the. Oh yeah. You make me feel like that the painter yeah. was oh, the father. That's, yeah. okay. that's sad. And he lives in the house with her. And sad. Our childhood. Eldon is dead. That's Kara's own Speaking of superheroes, Kara, want a cookie? 
That's what I mean. That, but that's what we're seeing. Uh, not to use my cat as a segue, but that's what we're seeing in sci-fi and film mostly oh, as these I superhero just, films. Like not the segue that you would stand on and drive around Washington D.C. No, the segue. Yeah, the segue. I don't want like any like you know like animal activists to come after us. No, my cat. I'm going to use my cat as a segue. Like, oh my God, you're an animal. Oh no, my, you know, my cat! Sorry for for clarification. My cat just walked in the room and started screaming that no one's paying attention to her. I liked uh, the the Mystery Science Theater. Uh, uh, yeah, reboot. that was a yeah. good reboot yeah. of a nineties. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, Mystery Science Theater is a it's a flawless um, model that can just yeah, but it's very hard to replicate to get that kind of like chemistry and like yeah. people yeah, with that kind of humor and like they did a really great job of it. Yeah, I mean, like. Um, we're seeing so many superhero movies. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's the main focus of sci-fi now. Is... And it's, it's because of, well, it's thrilling because the things I used to be made fun of for are now making cool. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm working on a syllabus for a, a class on heroes from sort of Heracles to Superman for the spring semester. Uh, but we, we see superheroes really crop up at times where we don't trust the government and we're looking for real heroes. We sort of saw the, oh, yeah, yeah. the first sort of reboots of Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire? Yep. Uh, the Tobey oh, Maguire. So clearly I've kind of blocked at least the last one. That yeah, trend of choreographed years. dance scenes in superhero movies, mm. like Reed Richards does not Reed dance Richards like does not dance. Oh, that was so cool. I mean, he might dance, but not like that. Peter yeah. Parker does not dance. No, Peter Richards is not a dancer. But we we started. We really see movies about superheroes, superpowers. These these sort of paragons of both what it means to be human and what it means to be better than human. At times, when we're just seeking heroes. And we're seeing a fuck ton of them right now. I uh, mean, you know, now that you know, we're talking about this. You, you think about like Infinity War, like in this, you know. Kind of climate now, like, hey, the heroes fail. Like, you know, not, not, you know, it's never not everything's going to work out. Like, that's kind of like, oh, maybe not what we needed to hear right now. Yeah. Now we kind of need something. Yeah, to work but out. you know, even in their failure, you know, there's a sequel. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah remember the yeah. same year Reagan took office, yeah. we had to watch Empire. Nobody's getting an award. That's a really good parallel. That's a really good parallel. There's always the midterm elections. It's morning in America. Yeah. And then Empire ends. We're all like, oh fuck. Hawes and Carbonite being shipped to Jabba the Hutt. Luke's got one hand. His dad is Darth Vader. Like your father's dick. Father like force chokes people every two feet. Your dad shows up at dinners he wasn't invited to. A stroke hand is gone. Worst thing that Darth Vader did. That is just poor yeah, yeah. <laughs> You grew up, you're like, I'm a vegetarian like my dick. father. Right? So you go to, like, I heard that my father was a, was, a, was a brilliant artist or whatever. And then you want to grow up to be a brilliant artist, and then you find out your dad's alive, but he's, like, really, like, he embalms cats. For people. <laughs> like, no! And here's a nice meal I've prepared. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh. Horrifying. Uh, right. That's okay. a, uh, Our cat's fine. Carrot. <laughs> We should, uh, before we wrap this up, because we've been doing this uh, an hour and 20 minutes. Wow. We tend to do that. Yeah. Wow. Um, we get to watch The Last Starfighter. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, remind everybody where we can, uh, you know, what, what, what the details are on the festival. Yeah. So we're running November 1st through 4th. Uh, Pete, do you want to talk about what's happening on the 1st? So on the 1st, from 4.30 
to 7 o'clock in Milne Hall, which is on the downtown campus of the University of Albany's campus. Um, so it's the, it's the corner of Western and Lake, essentially. Milne Hall, room 200. We're going to have a uh, symposium, a sci-fi symposium. Um, and so you'll hear from folks talking about canonicity and canon formation and fan-made films and fictions, specifically uh, as it pertains to the original Star Trek, the Gene Roddenberry series. Uh, another colleague of ours is going to talk about the evolution of gender, sexuality, and power in sci-fi and speculative fiction. Um, shameless plug, I'm actually going to be talking about uh, magic technology and writing from hidden realms, where uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Arthur C. Clarke when he said that all uh, all magic is just misinterpreted technology, and I'm going to turn it on its ear, actually, and argue that the way in which our consciousness collectively in this country and such has been influenced lately, it might mean that the technology might be misunderstood magic. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Um, we've got a great panel of some uh, recent uh, people who recently entered uh, scholarship and teaching we're going to talk about the use of science fiction, fantasy, and speculative fiction in the college classroom. Um, because, for example, like if, if I, if in 2000, actually, when, right, the Niles, uh, 30 Days a Night. Yes. Like that was you, in 2004 when you walked into a, a college English classroom to see that, two, thir, like, that that one, a vampire one, of all, it wasn't like Watchmen or something or B for Vendetta where you could, like, immediately go <laughs> the like... A recent you know, comic, yeah. Right. Um, it was, you know, a brand new comic, but like, it compared to now where we have you know, classes. Think about this, like when that, when you were teaching that back then, the, the, the huge innovation was cell phones. Yeah. And like, like how far we've come. Like, <laughs> if I wanted to show a film, it was like, I need somebody to reel a TV with a VCR <laughs> or a DVD. Oh, I need a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I need a guy in a Megadeth t-shirt. Like, stop. <laughs> And finally, um, we also have a number of professional folks joining us uh, at our last panel at the symposium on that Thursday, um, where we're going to have some folks wacky poetic about their work. So we're going to hear from comic book writer and creator uh, Ron Mars. Ron Mars wrote for DC for um, Green Lantern during the 90s and, and, and created the character of Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner rules! Yeah. <laughs> uh, for Black Horse comics before uh, the Marvel imprint took Star Wars back, he wrote Darth Maul, he wrote Jango. And a number of other. Uh, you did Witchblade for a while. You did Witchblade yeah. for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're also going to have uh, author uh, Barbara Shapitis, who uh, has a series of books, um, essentially known as the Fear series. Uh, word Fear is always in the title, starring empath Jaguar Adams, who works on a, in a penal colony on the moon. She's brought down to Earth to. to um, and one of the books is actually loosely based. There's a murder that takes place on essentially the U Albany campus. Uh, <laughs> the title of the book is Learning Fear. And like like uh, Leonard Peltier Jr. is a faculty member in the Native American Studies Department. And like, yeah, some really interesting stuff. So we're, so Barbara's going to be there. Um, we have um, so I, I'm about to say like I, like his, uh, how should we refer to Giacomo? Should we use this? Uh, Giacomo Calabria goes by the pen name uh, Giacomo. Della yeah. Yep, and so he's uh, he's the author of like the New York Times bestseller. You might be a zombie and other bad news. Uh, he's got some some research based, interesting speculative novels. He did like the uh, Great Abraham Lincoln Pocket Watch conspiracy, um, and so this is going to be hosted uh, by Seamark actually. This particular panel, yeah. which is and fair, yes, and is Woo. Lisa Buena going to be with you? Uh, I believe I believe she will be. Yeah. All right, so. will she be in costume? Uh, I believe that won't be a hard sell. I'm pretty sure we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, so that's the symposium, and then that's so that's Thursday from four thirty p.m. to seven o'clock in Milne Hall in Room Two Hundred on the Uali uh, downtown campus. And then from November second through fourth, we're going to be at the Linda on the corner of Central and Quail Streets. Uh, we've got a lot of films, a lot of lectures, open discussions, community events. We open on Friday the second from six to seven p.m. with a keynote conversation with Eugene Lim. He's a sci-fi author out of Queens, New York. He'll be visiting us uh, by co-sponsorship with the New York State Writers Institute. From uh, 7 to 7.15, we'll be showing A Trip to the Moon, George Millay's 1902 short film. We've got the new classic, Eugene Lim's favorite film, Save the Green Planet, a Korean film from 2003, and then a post-screening discussion. On Saturday, November 3rd, we've got the family classic Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, Miyazaki, 1984. Uh, we've got Electric Labyrinth, THX 11384EB. So I finally got all those letters and numbers right, <laughs> which is George Lucas's student film from 1967. The future classic Arrival at 2.30 p.m. Um, 2016. Uh, we've got Metropolis at 7 o'clock. Fritz Long, 1927, with a live music accompaniment by Last Day Shining. And there's a link on our film festival website to their SoundCloud. They are fantastic. And once again, this is all being um, organized by the program and writing and curriculum created at the University of Albany. So if you do want more information about the festival, it's uh, www.albany.edu forward slash WCI. And that'll take you to our main page and you'll see a tab for uh, specifically the uh, the um, <clears throat> the, uh, the film festival lecture series. All kinds of information, including uh, information at the symposium, our special guest trailers to all our films. <laughs> On Saturday morning, we'll, we will be announcing the charity that will be benefiting from all of this. Uh, it is free for anyone with a student ID, any student ID from anywhere in the world. Without a student ID, it is $2 per film, $5 for a day pass, $15 for the weekend pass, all of the box office money going to charity. At the Masquerade Benefit Ball on Saturday night, we will also have a Make Your Own Mask station, face paint, music by student DJs, um, some of them also professional DJs, a silent auction by local artists' work. Um, we're going to have more films, more lectures on Sunday, including a live taping of The Brotherhood of Evil Geeks. We're closing with Children of Men. Um, we've got Flash Gordon and Alien that day as well. Um, all of this information. Uh, all of this information you'll be able to find on www.albany.edu/wci under the Film Festival and Lecture Series tab. Uh, and a quick thanks to our sponsors, if that's okay, who yeah. let the film festival happen every year: the uh, University of Albany Program in Writing and Critical Inquiry the University of Albany Office of the Vice Provost and Dean for Undergraduate graduate Education. Our new partnership with the Linda WAMC's Performing Arts Studio, which is incredibly exciting for us. Uh, we're co-sponsored by the New York State Writers Institute, the University of Albany Center for Experiential Education, the University of Albany Office of Student Engagement, the University of Albany Vice President for Research, James Diaz, the University of Albany Alumni Association, the University of Albany Auxiliary Services, the Central Avenue Business Improvement District, the Capitalize Albany Corporation, the City of Albany Capital Resource Corporation, Humanities New York, and finally, the National Endowment for the Humanities.
And viewers like you. PBS <laughs> 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 Edinburgh. Uh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, for you. and for student, student ID, um, also, you know, we're talking about uh, high school students and junior high school students and students who go to uh, private, uh, you know, schools. So it's not just uh, college students; it's any student ID from anywhere in the world. So if your niece who's in middle school in France is visiting, bring her along. Got a bunch of French. And you know what? If you're like, if you're, if your kiddos in like pre-K, it doesn't have a school ID. That's cool too. Because if you're going to bring your, your pre-K. Bring some macaroni art. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, bring, bring the kids. Check. I mean, read up on the films before you bring them. And turkeys. Yeah. We'll take them. Bring, them to, oh, yeah. Yeah. bring them to aliens. The children of men is not uh, anything <laughs> like finding Dory. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> just, space talkers just want to hug. Well, I, mean, I, was, I was like eight years old when I watched Alien for the first time. Um, and look how I, yeah. I know the 80s were a very different time. <laughs> yeah. Before we, um, I, I, I saw RoboCop without, like, I bought my, me and my friends were probably like 12 years old, and we're like, Can we have five tickets to RoboCop, please? Like, yeah, all right. I, I, I was nine, I remember. Movie, I watched it at a Hampton Inn with my dad in 1988, I think, when, like, when the first came out. We were going to, uh, driving to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> All, All everything right. about oh, yeah. that story is just bad. Yeah, Hampton Inn, Florida, 1988. Yeah, that's the worst country song I've ever heard in my life. I rode the flower and stayed in Hampton Inn. Washington Robocop, my dad. What a lesson we got back on the road. He's singing on Scooby Doo that one time. But there you heard it, folks. Come on out, watch some awesome movies. Uh, listen to some folks talk about stuff you love. Uh, and you know, you'll see us there too. Uh, so this has been Transmissions from the Evil Air. Uh, I am Seamart. And Peter Monaco, Professor Next. Dan Madden, draws pictures. <laughs> I draw still. <laughs> Ray Malsop, professional nerd. Um, Tom. And I'm here. Tom's holding a gun to us this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go now, Master? <laughs> yes, Master. <laughs>